Welcome to Universal Man, where we turn your flight into fight so that you can master yourself and conquer your goals. My name is Mark Quepit, and I'm here to help you sharpen your masculine edge so that you can cut through the resistance that's holding you back from living on the front lines of life and being a man that you admire. And I am back with another episode of the Sexual Self Mastery Series. Today, we're going to be continuing our journey inward to look at these internal mechanics around quitting porn, rebooting your brain, and sexual self-mastery, okay? And in this episode in particular, we're going to be looking at the relation between lust, status, and kind of the way your brain works. We've talked repeatedly about the importance of self-talk in this journey, right? But once you start getting past autopilot and you start tuning in and you start trying to talk to yourself, one of the most beneficial things that you can have is a little understanding of why you feel the way that you feel. Because have you ever stopped to think about that? It's like, why do I want porn so much? Why do I think it's so good? Why does it just feel so powerful? Because if you don't understand the why, it can be very difficult to convince yourself through your self-talk to take a different path. What we're going to be covering today is how your brain's tremendous appetite for status is ultimately at the root of all of this. And once you can understand your limbic system and why it wants status and how to respond to it, well, then you're going to be able to shift the way that you show up. Most guys struggle to quit porn because they aren't building the right habits to replace porn. If you want to learn the simple habit replacement system I've used to help thousands of men quit porn and develop self-mastery, then click the link in the description below and download my free Reboot Regimen guide. So let's start off by painting a picture. All right, let's say that you are walking down the street and a beautiful woman walks past you. Okay, maybe this woman, she matches your ideal sexual template in the way that she looks, okay? And you stare at her and she walks by you. And what happens? Do you keep staring or do you go on with your day? Well, if you have an issue around lust and attraction, that sort of thing, just going on, your, on with your day is gonna fill you with this sensation of lack and longing. And it's gonna be like this little you know, bug in your head that you can't let go of. Your mind's gonna keep coming back to it and you're gonna be feeling like, ugh, oh, you're gonna feel like, oh, I wish I could be with her. You know, or you're just gonna be outright filled with the urge to go kind of fill yourself up with some other kind of stimulation like porn. You know, you're just gonna turn to that. Be like, ah, oh, it just turned me on, it just got me triggered. What's going on there? That's the problem. Like, why is this happening? Why does your brain tell this story that, oh my gosh, she's so valuable to me? That's essentially what it's doing. It's attaching this um, sensation of tremendous value to a person that you don't even know. You might hate, but your brain's saying, most valuable thing in the world right there. Gotta have it. If you don't, I'm gonna be real pissed off. <laughs> right? What's going on there? Because none of us want to be in this state. It puts us in this state of feeling controlled, compelled, and, you know, like a slave to this kind of thing. Ultimately, where you want to be is free. You want to have a sense of satisfaction and peace. You want to be able to walk down any street, enter any club, and not be on the prowl feeling like, oh, I need it all. I need all these beautiful people. I need all this sex. But that's where most guys are. They're just like constantly in this like lustful lack state. But you don't have to be. We want to be fulfilled. We want to be at peace. And we want to be able to kind of just be centered in ourselves without having this sort of grasping black hole causing all this havoc inside of us. In order to understand why this is occurring inside of you, 
I think the best place to start is to start understanding the part of your brain responsible for producing this feeling, right? This feeling of desire, this feeling of lack and longing, it comes from the limbic part of your brain, which is, you know, beneath the cortex, the more primitive, you know, they call it our mammalian brain, all right? And this is the part that's responsible for releasing all of the neurochemicals that make us feel things, like make us feel desire and attraction and repulsion and, and that sort of thing. And this operates on a completely different set of rules than our rationality does. And so we have to understand what those rules are if we want to be able to really start navigating them. Because if you don't, well, then you're going to be stuck in this state of wanting things, of having your emotional brain say, hey, this thing is good, when your rational brain says, ah, not really. <laughs> and it, can, it creates this split brain, this, this sense of internal conflict that a lot of guys really struggle with. And that's what we want to fix here. I think the best model for understanding the emotional attributions of our limbic brain is status. You can basically think of your emotional mind as a massive status-seeking mechanism. Now, I think when people hear the term status, they immediately think of it in terms of kind of like a superficial sort of like, oh, I want, uh, you know, I, I just want a lot of people to like me. I mean, and yeah, that's kind of a part of it, but, but status is a much more kind of sophisticated concept. You got to look at it in an evolutionary sense. When I'm talking about status, I'm essentially talking about anything that your emotional mind could view as valuable for your personal and genetic success. Okay, so if you think about it, the organisms that have survived through the millions of years of life, okay, those are the ones that could acquire and maintain the appropriate levels of status, whether it was, you know, food, resources, mating opportunities, that kind of stuff. The organisms that acquired that status and were able to hold on to it long enough to pass on their genes, well, those are the ones that were, you know, successful and have a genetic lineage throughout history. And so that's, you know, we are a product of that, you know, at least in some form or another. And because of that, our emotional brain is very concerned with us acquiring and maintaining status that it deems as desirable. Now, the big problem here is the things that our emotional mind defines as high status may not actually be high status activities. They may not actually be valuable. And this is because our emotional brain is programmed through a combination of instinct and conditioning. Notice there's not really much rationality in that. It's instinct and conditioning, okay? And because of that, we'll end up with status attributions and status you know, perceptions that really are very unhelpful. So you can pretty much look at all of your unhelpful desires, and if you think like a caveman, you can see, oh, this is why my brain says this is high status, okay, or, or very valuable, all right? So, you know, for example, let's look at our desire to eat McDonald's, you know, and fast food and junk food and that kind of stuff. Basically, our, back in hunter-gatherer caveman times or whatever, you know, having access to easily consumed high-calorie stuff was a major win you know that was that was something that like you know would allow you to survive it would help you you know maybe put some fat on your body where in times when food was, was scarce so that you could you know survive through famines and things like that so today we kind of carry that with us we crave these instant spikes of calories because you know it in the past 
that was something that like our ancestors, they wanted to get when they could, absolutely. And so we still have that inside of us. But if we constantly act on that, well, that's really not good for us in the modern world. That set of, that, that attribution of status doesn't fit in the modern social dynamic that we live in. You know, that just leads to extreme obesity and like major problems, right? Another example would be social media obsession. And you can think, if you think like a caveman again, why would a caveman want, you know, more likes on their, you know, their Facebook posts? Well, because that represents kind of friendship and support. And, you know, back in caveman times, if you didn't have a clan, if you didn't have a tribe, you weren't going to survive very long because we really needed everyone to kind of get along. And by having support, having affirmation from other people, it provided security. You know, you were much more likely to survive and thrive and all that kind of stuff. And so... Now, I think people unconsciously, that's what they're doing. You know, they're engaging in this tribalistic sort of behavior where it's like, good, people like me, people affirm me, I feel safe, I'm part of a tribe, okay? And because of that, people will engage in, you know, pointless internet point, you know, searching. They're just trying to score these points because it creates this sensation of high meaningful status. And I'm not saying that there's no actual value in social media, uh, you know, especially if you're running a business or whatever, like there's definitely value in it. Um, but the way that a lot of people treat it today is actually very unhelpful. And it can cause them to be obsessed, cause them to, you know, unhealthily compare themselves and, you know, hate their lives and all kinds of bad stuff happens, you know, do some research into it. And so if we take this idea and then we bring it into uh, the sexual realm, we can see kind of a similar sort of thing. It's like, if you sit down at uh, dinner and the waitress has her boobs hanging out and you're trying to, you know, focus on your girlfriend or your spouse or whatever, but your brain keeps like trying to pay attention to her boobs, what's going on there? Well, I mean, your brain has <laughs> attached value to her chest. It says, hey, that's a potential status opportunity there. It's, you know, using breasts as a marker of female sexuality and, you know, female sexuality by giving it attention and uniting with it. Well, that provides the opportunity for genetic success, right? So, you know, that's, it's natural that your brain sends some attraction to that. Now, obviously, in the context of a committed relationship, that's not super helpful. So how do you navigate that? And then, how do you navigate the extreme of it where the internet is full of boobs, right? It's full of sexual opportunity, at least to your emotional brain. It, the, it, the porn is specifically designed to stimulate this status-seeking part of you. And it essentially presents this opportunity where you can be kind of like a Genghis Khan, this, this alpha stud who has sex with thousands of women, infinite women. You know, 30 tabs open is like 30 women at once. It's like, that's what's going on. Your brain is seeing it as a smorgasbord of status acquisition. And so because of that instinctual sort of wiring, Guys, they, they go down that route. They have that fun. They create that illusion of being this super stud who's being incredibly genetically successful. And their brain makes them feel good for it. It makes them feel incredibly satisfied and, you know, excited at least while they're doing it, right? Like while the illusion is maintained. But what does this do to your brain over the long run? What, do, what happens? 
And I think actually a very bad and kind of really weird thing happens, okay? So if you're constantly training your emotional brain to think that you are this massive alpha stud, okay? In terms of your emotional mind, here's how I see it. I think it's kind of like saying your emotional mind thinks that I'm the biggest, baddest dude in my village and I can have sex with every single woman uh, that I want to have sex with, okay? And then you do at least according to your emotional mind. In reality, you're just jerking off in front of a computer screen. But your emotional mind's like, yeah, I'm real powerful. I'm real great. And then when you go out into the real world and you see a woman that you find attractive, but you don't have sex with, your emotional brain's like, whoa, what's going on here? I'm the kind of guy who has sex with any woman I want. What's going on? Why am I not having sex with her? Why is she, why is she walking away? Why, why do I have to go out about my day? What's going on, dude? Come on. And essentially what it's seeing is, or what it's experiencing, I think, is a massive status loss. No longer is it, you know, head of the village banging whoever he wants. He's just like a nobody, a nobody, a massive drop. And because of this, I think it creates an anxiety in your emotional mind. And if you look at it just like, you know, think about it in terms of like freaking like chimpanzees or gorillas or whatever, it's like... (laughs) (laughs) Under what circumstances would an alpha not be able to have sex with someone that they wanted to? Well, it would be, you know, that potential mate belongs to someone else. That means that there's a competitor in the area. That means that maybe you lost your status. Maybe you've been usurped. Maybe you've been kicked out. And that's bad for you. And so I think a lot of that programming is still present inside of us. And it creates this anxiety, this lack, this longing, this discomfort. And that's what sets off these alarm bells. And so once you get past that compulsion of immediately hopping into a fantasy where you are having sex with that person or immediately hopping onto porn, you're going to notice that this is what happens. These alarm bells come up inside of me and it's incredibly uncomfortable. I would say that the issue of these alarm bells gets compounded even further when you use porn as a replacement for other kinds of status. Like if you use porn to compensate for a lack of career uh, that you like and and value, if you use it as a way to compensate for real relationships or, um, you know, real self-care and that kind of stuff, well then, you know, it's just this whole thing of like, if I'm not getting my fix, if I'm not having sex, then something's terribly, terribly wrong. (laughs) And so, like, that's what happens. I know it, that's what happened. That would that is what would happen to me. Is like back when I was really plugged into this stuff, every single beautiful woman that walked by me that I was not having sex with threw me into a state of lack and longing, and it was absurd. And it really got me thinking, like, what the heck is going on? Because on a rational level, it doesn't make any sense at all. It's like, I don't know these people. I don't give a crap about them. I'm not even really interested in hooking up with them or anything like that. But my emotional mind is obsessed with it. And, well, it's because I trained it to be. I trained it to be obsessed through thousands of sessions of scanning for sexually attractive women so that I could have sex with them, <laughs> aka masturbate to them. By doing that over and over and over again, I, that's what I trained my brain to do. And then when it's out in public, it's still doing the same thing. It's like, oh, there's one, there's one. Come on, let's go, let's have fun. Let's, let's, let's have sex with them, come on, let's do it. And it's like, why are we not doing it? Something's wrong. <laughs> and so once you recognize that that's what's going on, hopefully that'll give you 
some an entry point into how to talk to yourself about this thing. And I think it, it starts with affirmation, right? So when you feel that sense of lack, you feel that sense of longing come up inside of you, those alarm bells kick in, you gotta say, yo, dude, you're okay. You're actually totally fine. You're, you know, you're not losing status right now. It's that status that you were so obsessed with actually never existed. <laughs> and this can be kind of sobering, but you want to focus on the fact that, hey, you're actually okay. You're totally cool, man. Just take a deep breath, relax. You're fine. In fact, you're actually doing great. By you not pursuing that stuff, your life's actually getting better. But still, you have to care about status to some extent. But instead of focusing on primitive status, you know, this unconsciously built sort of attraction, you need to pursue more sophisticated kinds of status, like moral status, relationship status, like being a man that you really want to be. All right. You can take your your desires out of the Stone Age. You just have to think about it. What are the things that you really want in life? What are the things that really matter to you? Focus on improving in your connection to those things. Your emotional mind needs something to pursue. It needs some, some kind of hierarchy that it can move up in, you know, and the, the best hierarchy is the pursuit of your ideal, the pursuit of your ideal self. And that in itself is actually a huge topic and actually the topic of the next video. But this is how it fits into it. It's like, all right, don't grasp at these empty sorts of junk status, okay? Junk status, that's a term I got from uh, Dr. Loretta Bruning, who actually turned me on to this whole idea around status. I have an interview with her in my earlier videos. So make sure, you know, if you're interested in this concept, check it out. Don't chase junk status, chase authentic, meaningful, valuable status. You gotta create a replacement here. Otherwise, your emotional mind just feels like it's losing. So help it start winning, but help it start winning in the games that really matter. So that's that for you guys today. Hopefully you found this useful. Stay sharp. I'll see you in the next one. Hey, if you found this episode useful and you want to hear more, make sure you like, subscribe, and if you're tuning in on YouTube, make sure you hit that bell button to turn on notifications. But if you really like this content and you would like to join the tribe of universal men, then you need to head on over to the Universal Man Patreon page by clicking the link in the description. We call ourselves the Vanguard because we are committed to living on the front lines of life. By joining, you'll gain access to exclusive content, weekly accountability, community chat rooms, and live calls. Also, by joining the Vanguard, you become a part of my inner circle. Therefore, you get my prioritized attention. Most importantly, though, you'll be joining a crew of like-minded guys that can help support and inspire you on your journey of masculine self-mastery. So click the link below and sign up today.